Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to what I can offer you as a master coach. I can help you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion with your purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. Book a free 20 minute coaching call right now via calendly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson forward slash call and we can take it from there. Hello and welcome to Focus on Why episode 382, my 61st solo reflections with actions episode. And today I'm going to be reflecting on the last five guest episodes and really looking forward to pulling on some different threads from those. Before I do so, though, I closed out my last solo episode of 376 for 2023 by sharing with you what my one word focus would be for 2024. However, the word I originally chose was brilliance and sitting with it over Christmas, I changed my mind. My one word for the year is contribution, which feels a much better focus for the year. What one word will you choose to be your guiding force for 2024? I've just submitted the first draft of my book to my editor, which feels like a huge milestone for me. I press send knowing it wasn't perfect, but is anything ever really perfect? I don't think so. I knew I had to send it to her as I was constantly rewriting the book, editing it over and over. I had to draw the line somewhere. One of the chapters of my book is about contribution, and it made me realise how much I centre my work with purpose through my contribution. Purpose often involves connecting to something larger than yourself, whether that is through your contribution, a cause that you support or a commitment you make. So not only do others benefit, but your strength of purpose contributes to your health and well-being, particularly after experiencing adversity of some kind. A clear sense of why sets your expectations, it sets your destination and the path to achieve it is focused to ensure you stay on course. Your purpose brings you joy is meaningful to you and it is how you make a positive contribution to the world on whatever scale you choose that to be. My podcast has now become a lifelong project for me that will continue to evolve and fill me with joy. It provides me with invaluable research material for more books that I will write in the future. I consider it such a privilege to be able to hold a safe space as I do and to listen to people who share their purpose on the podcast. To be this creator of this incredible living library of so many wonderful pioneers of purpose. And here's a reflection with action exercise that I call no limitations. If you can, as in it's safe to do so, you're not driving right now. Close your eyes and allow yourself to imagine life with no limitations at all. What do you see? Where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with? Where are you living? What do you desire? Visualize everything you see in detail and write down all of what comes to mind. Now think about impactful contribution. Explore different ways you can contribute to the world, no matter how small these acts of kindness may be. How can you align your unique gifts and skills with these causes 
to create a, a meaningful impact. Reflect on the causes or issues that deeply resonate with you and imagine that these problems were resolved as a result of the work or volunteering that you do. Use these aspirations to align your long-term goals with daily actions to form a plan. Right, let's now dive into my first reflection for today. Episode 377, Preserving Confidence with Desna McKenzie. Fueled by an unwavering passion for education, viewing it as key to unlocking potential and a catalyst for social progress, Desna McKenzie recognises the historical injustice of education withheld from marginalised people for generations. Desna confronts the traumas and disenfranchisement experienced by black children in the UK. As a devoted mother, Desna has first-hand knowledge of the challenges faced by the black community in school systems, particularly impacting black boys. For Desna, it's about being really intentional in cultivating their potential and preserving confidence. Without confidence, she says, all the rest doesn't matter. If you can't preserve that confidence, it's very difficult to preserve the potential that is there. For Desna, it's about preserving confidence and cultivating their potential and really being intentional about that. Based in Croydon, London, Desna works tirelessly to address the complexities surrounding knife crime, gang involvement and the educational challenges faced by black children. As the founder of Parents of Black Children UK, she sheds light on the systemic barriers and biases affecting black children's prospects, emphasising the need for allyship and collective action in various spheres, including education, policing and the workplace. Desna passionately addresses the global issue of black children being unfairly associated with violence and poverty, calling for a transformation in societal perception and treatment. She stresses the crucial role of education in shaping the future, drawing from her personal journey as the first in her family to attend university. The conversation delves into the impact of socioeconomic challenges on black children's potential, punctuated by Desna's call for empowering parents and communities to navigate the education system and advocate for fair treatment. This episode also explores the deeper implications of bias treatment, societal conditioning and the importance of addressing discrimination and bias in educational settings. Desna's powerful insights challenge you to reflect on your own roles in safeguarding the next generation and promoting equality in education. Desna shared her personal challenges and triumphs as a dedicated advocate for children's education, underlying the transformative impact of approaching these issues with empathy and humanity. Her enduring commitment to uplifting children and levelling the playing field is an inspiring call to action for you to engage, reflect and be a catalyst for positive change. Her message of collective responsibility and the need for ongoing dialogue and action to uplift and support all children in their educational journey is what I want to focus on here. We are each responsible for the future and the present of this world we live in. Regardless of whether you are a parent or not, you have a responsibility for the next generation and their education. Education is the cornerstone of empowerment. Don't underestimate the power of community in raising children. Collectively, we all have the responsibility to educate the children of the world. They are the future leaders and should be given every opportunity possible to help create a fairer, brighter, more caring world. One of my earlier guests, 
Stevie Wonder's manager for four decades, Keith Harris, from Focus on Why, episode 32, Follow Your Dreams, said our children will live in a better world if we teach them properly. Keith believes that what people do and say now will be important through the prism of history and will have significance in the future. Notably, Keith's frustration sits with those who remain silent when they encounter racism, whether in conversation or behaviour, as their failure to challenge it can then be interpreted as tacit approval. Keith appreciates that he doesn't want people to put themselves in danger, but he also asks that we speak out for racial equality. Will you challenge people and call them out whenever you can? I know I do, and will continue to do so. Keith and I recorded our episode together just after the death of George Floyd in 2020. And here we are, over three and a half years later, still speaking of the impact of racism, bias and the need for a better education for children. When he was alive, Sir Ken Robinson challenged the effectiveness of schools and the way children are educated. Champion of the creative arts, Robinson's Do Schools Kill Creativity is now the most viewed TED Talk of all time because his message resonated with the inner child within all of us. Dreams that were quashed, strengths that were inhibited and weaknesses that were highlighted. The freedom to explore and follow your innate curiosities were restricted by society and societal expectations. This is quashed even further for black children. This is what Desner is speaking of. Trying to help them with their confidence is where we need to start as it is the foundation from which to build from. It reminds me also of something that my guest Adrian Brown said in Focus on Why, Episode 2, Stop, Pause, Breathe, Continue. He said, we've got to change and we've got to invent a future, but to do that, we've got to unlearn our past or uninvent our past. We're past-based creatures. It's time to challenge your thinking and identify how you can make a difference. It cannot be that failing our children can be allowed to continue. We need to break the stigma. It's time to break free from these damaging stereotypes. Stand up, be an ally, and together we can take collective action to move the needle. Next is episode 378, 100 Little Epiphanies with Laura Willoughby. Founder of the world's largest mindful drinking movement, Club Soda, and the UK's foremost expert in low and alcohol-free drinks, Laura Willoughby, MBE, holds core values of openness, equality and community collaboration. Her superpower is uniting people to solving societal problems and her vision of championing alcohol-free options at social venues is carving new paths for societal acceptance. Receiving an MBE for services to the community in 2004, Laura's devotion to Club Soda now means hundreds of thousands of people are supported in their journeys to live well by being more mindful about drinking alcohol. For Laura, giving up drinking was like having 100 little epiphanies. There has been a slow but steady shift in societal attitude towards alcohol consumption and the rise of alcohol-free alternatives shed light on the transformative impact of small changes in our lives. What is your relationship with alcohol? Are you having a dry January? Are you drinking mindfully? Laura's dedication to fostering a supportive community and her unwavering belief in collaboration as a force for positive change shines through with her focus on the mindful drinking movement, the challenges she faces with normalising alcohol-free alternatives and the societal impact of providing inclusive beverage options. 
Today marks day 128 of sobriety for me, having gone sober back in September. It was an informed decision I made for many reasons and have not looked back for a second. I think Laura summed up many of these reasons by saying this. If you were offered a pill that gave you more energy, helped you be more productive, helped you look younger, helped you sleep better, helped you lose weight, helped you eat better, maybe even helped you manage your money and make you feel mentally better, you'd probably pay quite a lot of money for it. But by cutting back on your drinking, you can do that. So sobriety is the magic pill. Laura's deep-rooted commitment to advocating for diverse drink choices is palpable as she shares how alcohol-free living has reconnected her with her values and her purpose. What I have found is that purpose is also a magic pill. With purpose present, life feels effortless, worth living, deeply satisfying and provides you with a way of feeling of value to others. With a rich desire to make a difference and to truly flourish. What's evident from scientific research is that purpose impacts all aspects of your life, from giving you meaning, motivation and resilience, to living longer with more focus. Here are just some of the benefits. Increased life satisfaction. Increase in philanthropic and volunteering activities. Increase in consideration of impact on others. An increased capacity for lifelong learning and achievement the potential to live up to seven years longer, greater levels of antibody and antiviral response, greater cardiovascular, neuroendocrine and immune health, better sleep, better emotional recovery, increased ability to cope with adversity and pain, greater levels of relaxation. There's so many things. Without purpose present, however, all of what I've just said is reversed and life becomes so much more difficult. Like the sobriety magic pill, the good news is that another magic pill exists and it's called purpose. If you were offered a magic pill that gave you all the benefits I've just spoken of, would you take it? Of course you would. Since going sober, I've just written my book about purpose with ease. So I can personally vouch for the transformative power of living mindfully and purposefully. Something Laura said was it's amazing what you can achieve when it doesn't matter who takes the credit. And this ties into what Desna was saying, that collectively, we have a responsibility. Collectively, we determine societal acceptance. So it's down to each of us to carve new paths for enabling people to make informed choices around mindful drinking without judgment. Alcohol is so deeply rooted in our culture, yet with people becoming more health conscious and knowledgeable of the effects of alcohol on their body, I feel change is coming. Could alcohol be what smoking has now become for the few rather than the masses? Shifting from what we put into our body to what we put onto our body. Next up is episode 379, Moments of Clarity with Joe Hines. With the struggles and guilt of balancing work with motherhood, it took a life-altering experience for Joe Hines to shift her perspective and priorities. With a sense of newfound control and exploration of possibilities, Joe finally left the corporate world after 30 years in banking to pursue a passion project which has since evolved into a business venture. Focusing on understanding the impact of skincare products on the body, Joe conducted extensive research to create products which are safe and natural for those with eczema. Finding purpose in her daily life as a mother, Joe now focuses on creating many meaningful experiences which originate from some moments of clarity. 
I can't even begin to imagine what it was like for Jo to have both her children hospitalised at the same time. It's no surprise at all that it impacted her, challenged her status quo and her priorities. Through vulnerability and courage, Jo shared her struggles with PTSD and the pivotal decision to pursue a new, fulfilling path of motherhood and accidental entrepreneurship. She would never have been able to have predicted what she now is focused on. However, her values have led her to this point. Her purpose and fulfillment in life of conscious skincare choices underscore her commitment to holistic well-being. Remember what I said earlier, that purpose often involves connecting to something larger than yourself, whether that is through your contribution, a cause that you support or a commitment you make, that others benefit, but your strength of purpose contributes to your health and well-being, particularly after experiencing adversity of some kind. This was the case for Joe. A clear sense of why set her expectations, her destination and the path to achieve it is focused to ensure she stays on course. You only have one life. You get to choose how you live it. If you are currently finding your work unfulfilling, it is highly likely that your work is not aligned with your highest values. When you know your values, you're more able to spot opportunities and make wise decisions and inform choices. Your core values form the internal compass by which you operate both on a personal and a professional level. Your values drive your decisions and dictate your direction. Knowing that you don't work simply to work, that you work in fact to fulfill your needs and your values makes a huge difference to your happiness and well-being. What is your mission and why is it so important for you to achieve it? Do you feel aligned with your mission and purpose? If you're working for a company, do you understand how you fit into the bigger picture of your business and how you make a difference? Align your work with your values to become valued for your work. With the understanding that you are making a difference to other people, whether on a local, national or global basis, you will feel as though you are part of the giant life jigsaw we live in. Like Joe did in midlife, you start to soul search more as different priorities come to the fore. Whereas you may have previously focused on achievement, there is now a significant shift towards legacy and contribution. This self-reflection is why purpose becomes more prominent focus in midlife. With the experiences and learnings you have had, you reach the midlife crossroads. I know that this happens because I too am a midlife beginner. Shifting several times, trying out a few different roles before finally creating a life of purposeful intention, I'm now helping midlifers to initiate their own midlife beginnings and create their own lives with intentional purpose. You don't need to be an entrepreneur or start your own business like I did to create work with purpose or passion. If you're currently in employment, I'm certainly not suggesting you jump ship and leave your job. Simply be aware of how your work contributes towards your fulfillment and whether there are changes you can make to ensure your existing role is purposeful. Many of my clients have suggested to their managers tweaks to their job description roles and responsibility that overnight have shifted joy and fulfillment for them in their existing jobs. Navigate a way to hone your strengths, values and personal mission to align them with the values, mission, vision and purpose of the company that you already work for to be part of something bigger. If you understand your purpose and it sits in alignment with your values, you'll feel fulfilled and satisfied in the work that, wherever that may be. Challenge yourself to look for ways and opportunities where you might be able to do that in your work today. Your workplace is not the only source for your life of purpose though. 
any values-driven, purpose-focused or people-centered role where you're able to align your values with those of others to share that vision, where you share responsibility for your contribution to the world, will enable you to create a more purposeful life and fulfill a mission. It could be that another job or becoming an entrepreneur beckons, or it could be a voluntary position in your neighborhood or community. Perhaps you could create your purpose-driven mission around fun or leisure. Do you harbor a childhood fancy for ice skating, rock climbing, knitting, painting, dancing, or even stand-up paddleboarding? Joe Mosley, Focus on Why episode 295, describes herself as a joy encourager, midlife adventurer, and beach cleaner. Dealing with grief, anxiety, menopause, and a knee injury, Joe turned to paddleboarding to recover and reclaim her identity. Taking with ease to the water, Joe gains a sense of movement, freedom, and calm confidence. Her purposeful mission was created from trying out something new and different. She paddles from one coast to the other. In fact, she became the first woman to paddleboard coast to coast, cleaning the waterways and fundraising for Two Minute Beach Clean and the Wave Project along the way. For Joe Hines, those moments of clarity when you feel like you're going to lose someone or the potential is there to lose someone, you suddenly realize you've got it all wrong. Knowing that there is always a bigger purpose behind the catastrophes and crises that you experience, that you, they make you stronger and more resilient, just as my final two guests have done here. How are you focused on your purpose and your mission in life? I'll leave that there for you to reflect on. And next up is episode 380, Be the First with Caroline Flanagan. Despite experiencing many challenges growing up, former lawyer, inspirational keynote speaker, transformational coach, author and podcaster, Caroline Flanagan and her brother shared a mindset of breaking through barriers, a mindset she carries forward in her work today. A recognized expert on imposter syndrome, Caroline focuses on supporting black lawyers with their career progression, empowering them to take charge of their thoughts and actions, creating a ripple effect of positive change. Instead of feeling that they are the only one in the room, they now know that they are being the first. What does being the first mean? Being the first means be in charge of how you think. Be intentional about how you think about yourself in the room, in any circumstance, in any context. To reframe the thought that you're not the only one, you're the first. To become the role model you never had in life by being true to your own message. Caroline's story serves as an inspiring example of how to rise above circumstances and to empower others to purposely embrace their identity. The impact of reframing your thoughts to empower yourself in any circumstance is immeasurable. Negative self-talk, not valuing yourself or not believing you're good enough, will hold you back and prevent you from taking action to achieve your dreams and from creating the life you desire. Turn those four words of I am not enough around to I am enough. Valuing yourself and others, doing what brings you joy and staying true to your values will guide you forward. Your internal dialogue is influenced by your subconscious mind to reveal your thoughts, beliefs, doubts, questions, ideas. It is there alongside you during all your waking hours. And if you can master your internal dialogue, you will go on to achieve great things. Your positive self-talk becomes a powerful tool to become more confident, driven, focused, productive, motivated, and ultimately more purposeful in your actions. Every choice or decision you make determines the outcome. 
You have the power to change your life by changing your thoughts and changing your choices. Your choices shape your actions until they become your habits. Practicing these habits makes them permanent. Unless you stop focusing on practicing them, then you break your habits. I'm reminded here of something that Devin Bailey said back in episode 134 of Focus on Why. You have the consciousness and the power to determine what's going on and how you feel about it, as opposed to being at the mercy of the life around you. I describe it as being the director of your life rather than the manager of your circumstances. Remember, it comes down to your choice how you feel. Are you being the director of your life or the manager of your circumstances? When you learn to be kind to yourself and learn to like yourself and cut through the noise to master your self-talk, you see the true power of your thinking. Kim Adele Platt's Focus on Why episode 122, Be Kind to Yourself, said, You can't pour from an empty cup unless you learn to be kind to yourself. At some point, you will run out of steam. Kim Adele also shared that if you don't learn the lesson, life will repeat itself until you do. It's true, and it can get brutal pretty quickly if you don't pay attention to the lessons life is trying to teach you. As Kim Adele says, there's often a lesson, a blessing, or both. Kimmerdale's kindness and gift to others is to lend your belief to others, because if you lend others your belief, they then can find their own. This is a gift she gives away. The belief that Caroline is lending you is be the first. Pablo Picasso said, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. What is the belief you can lend to someone or give away? Are you aware of your gift and are you maximizing its potential, allowing it to fully flourish? If you are, you're most likely living a life of fulfillment, purpose and passion. If not, and you don't see your gift, perhaps you could ask some of your trusted friends, peers or family to share with you some clues as to what they believe to be your greatest strength or what makes you unique. These answers will provide you with invaluable insights into what your superpowers are. Your gift is often to be found in those moments where you're naturally in flow and where you lose all sense of time. Take the opportunity to identify, activate and nurture your unique gift as it will lead you towards living a more fulfilling life, rewarding you and all those around you as you share your gift with others. I believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself is to invest in yourself, to fully understand your purpose. Pursue your dreams, understand why you do what you do and have the courage of conviction to create and live with your purpose. You have one life. Live it. Love it. Learn to love yourself. Encourage yourself to be everything that you have always wanted to be. Tim Sher said in Focus on Why episode 127, you are just one belief away from making this shift and everything you desire. He said, I was surviving. I wasn't playing to win. I was playing not to lose. Stressed a lot, always worried about money, always being broke, always trying to figure out what my next move is going to be. And so I carried around a lot of pressure, a lot of insecurity, a lot of self-doubt. Tim learned that his thoughts had influence over how he felt. He paid attention to what he was saying to himself. And this was a key shift for him. What's important to you? Are you in the water waiting to be saved or is that you striding with purpose along the bank looking to solve the problems? This is my reflection on Archbishop Desmond's Tutu's words. There comes a point where you, we need to stop just pulling people out of the river. We need to go upstream and find out why they're falling in. 
There are so many people trailblazing the way in different industries. Solutions always start with someone somewhere. So if you're thinking that you don't see anyone that you can model yourself on, then lead the way. If you don't see anyone doing what needs to be done, you can be the first, just as Caroline is advocating. Be the flag bearer, be the trailblazer, fly the torch, shine the light on what can be achieved. Be the hero that you wish you had. Be the champion of the field you work in. If this means going upstream to work out what the bigger problem is and who the persecutor is instead of constantly rescuing victims, then that's what is needed. This may become your calling, your reason for being, your purpose. Just as the sea ebbs and flows, so too does life. There will be moments of sadness, death, disconnection, just as there is joy, life and connection. Create a brave space for you to live a life of purpose, responsibility and make a difference. Are you in the water or are you on the bank? This is a choice you get to make. My final reflection today brings me to episode 381, Hope, Joy and Gratitude with Karen Volo. I have to share that in all the episodes I've recorded so far, all 382 of them that is, Karen had me completely dumbstruck at one moment. My jaw dropped and I sat there listening to her share the story. When I have a guest on the show, I always have a pre-call with them separate to the recording date. This is to check on sound, tech, the release date, but primarily it's to meet people who have been recommended to me so that we can establish a connection first instead of just diving straight into recording conversation together. Karen had been recommended to me by a previous guest, Barbara Moynihan, from episode 337, Focus on Doing. So we had a pre-call, but I told Karen what I tell all guests, not to tell me her story, as I wanted to hear it properly for the first time when we pressed record. That way, I get to hear it just as you do for the first time. This means I ask questions that arise naturally in the moment, where I'm curious to hear more. Karen said she understood and just said it was a good one. I said I couldn't wait and was super excited to hear it. Well, a whole year passed between that pre-call we had and the recording, and I had to wait as a lot had happened for Karen in between those two calls. So when we finally sat down and pressed record, I was not fully prepared to hear what Karen shared with me. As I sat there, I was totally shocked when she told me her story. And if ever there were an episode which proves how life happens for us, not to us, then episode 381, Hope, Joy and Gratitude with Karen Volo, is it. From a wrongful incarceration of 1,352 days to overcoming stage four cancer, Karen understands the importance of inner growth and self-awareness to heal trauma and disease. She recognises how her conscious choices and resilience in dealing with crises shape her future. Creating purpose in her everyday life as chief joy bringer and CEO of Evolution, Karen is an expert in engagement, personal and organisational development. Since recently being declared cancer-free, Karen is now completely focused on her mission in life of bringing joy to the workplace. Karen said that you need to focus on your sphere of influence, focus on the things you can control and focus on creating a wonderful life experience that you want to enjoy and have joy in. And I think the rest is going to kind of take care of itself. Another chapter of my book focuses on how to control the controllables, how to gracefully accept what you cannot control and take control of what you can. 
how to leverage your ability to shape your choices, beliefs, thoughts, behaviors, and actions to empower you whilst navigating life's challenges to live with purpose. Whatever you choose to conceive, believe, or perceive will lead you to what is possible. Do you focus on possibilities? Both your language and your thoughts are within your control and your responsibility. When you choose possibility, you stretch yourself out of your comfort zone. Friedrich Nietzsche said, a thought, even a possibility can shatter and transform us. Responsibility requires effort. And yet when you take responsibility, you choose the direction you take. Responsibility is your ability to respond. You have choice. Choose to live life on your terms. Awareness of what is and what is not in your control empowers you to become more mindful of all your responses to moments and the meanings you attach to them. This helps you focus on what you can control, thus freeing yourself from unnecessary stress and anxiety of what you cannot control or influence. When you focus on what you can control, you're more able to make informed decisions and better able and better equipped to adapt to change and ultimately to live a more fulfilled life. Many people relinquish control and allow others to control them. To gain control, take ownership of your choices, your actions, your beliefs, knowing that purpose is essentially the value that you choose to build your life around at the core of all your choices and decision-making. Regardless of your external circumstances, you can still choose how you perceive and respond to moments. Control comes down to understanding your autonomy, your values, needs and desires. It's about taking responsibility for your one and only life, for all the moments that you piece together to form this life. It is about recognising the difference of what is within your control and what is not, and therefore what to let go of. The struggle that is life is often made more difficult when you choose to control elements which are not controllable. When you do this, you create an inescapable prison for yourself. Ultimately, you can only become truly free when you let go of all that which you cannot control. As Viktor E. Frankl said, life ultimately means taking the responsibility to find the right answer to its problems and to fulfill the tasks which it constantly sets for each individual. What this means is that you have choice to choose to live life on your own terms. Taking control and living life with self-awareness and responsibility is something I am passionate about. I have a purpose and a plan. I embrace learning, hold positive beliefs and carve my own life in my own way. Karen's experience in prison led her to utilize the power of gratitude and introspection to find inner strength and forgiveness. Throughout the challenging period, she honed tools and techniques to navigate uncertainty, emotional well-being and the importance of thriving amidst adversity. She emphasizes the transformative impact of consciously embracing gratitude and managing emotions for her overall well-being. Karen's profound realization of her purpose, coupled with her recent cancer journey, stresses the significance of joy, conscious choices and resilience in overcoming life's obstacles. Today I have shared with you the importance of purpose, confidence, collective and individual responsibility to affect change, the influence of positive self-talk, of making conscious choices and of taking responsibility for what you put into your body and onto your body. Karen echoes all this in her episode, highlighting also the impact of toxic lifestyle choices such as processed foods and sugars on your overall health and well-being. Karen ignored her body for a while when it was clearly telling her something that was wrong. Listening to your body is so important. Remember, as Ruth Fogg said in episode 180, Eliminating Stress, 
What the mind suppresses, the body expresses. It's time to take control, challenge the status quo, and capture what's really going on for you. Thank you for listening to Focus on Why with me, Amy Rowlandson. To show your appreciation and to help other listeners understand what value you have received from tuning in today, please leave me an Apple Podcasts five-star review. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or join the inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.